Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Psalms 137, the first four verses, simply reads, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. Saying, sing unto us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I want to preach to you for the next few minutes. I'm not long-winded. I know I'm the only thing standing between you and a hamburger. I want to preach to you on this title, A Song Out of Season. A Song Out of Season. Would you put your Bibles down? Would you lift your hands to heaven and ask God to speak to us today through his word? Father, we love you. We're thankful to be in your house today. Thank you for another opportunity to worship you. I pray you have your way in this house today, God. I pray your will would be done. I pray you would move in this place, God. Help me to preach what you've laid on my heart. God, help us to have a move of the Holy Ghost today. And I pray lives would be impacted. And I pray your will would be done in every situation, in every life, in the name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. Everyone said amen. amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. I do give honor to my mom this morning. I love my parents. They've been good to me. And uh, I miss my dad terribly. And this service today has been a lot harder than I thought it would be uh, when I told him I was coming. So buckle up, hang tight, and we'll endure it to the end. But God's been good to us. God's been faithful to us. We were, we were in service the other night, and they sang a song that, that simply it says, it talks about the goodness of God. I'd never I've been under a rock. My kids thought, Dad, you never heard that. But when when Cece began to sing it, and I listened to it, the song just hits different when Cece Winans begins to sing it. You know, you let a group like Bethel, you, you, let, you just let a bunch of white folks start singing a song like that, and, you know, it's a good song, but you let Cece start singing it, and it, it just hits differently. And so it talks about the goodness of God, and so... Song and music is the most one of the most integral parts of our lives. If you don't think music is important, then why do they put songs and jingles at the end of commercials? You don't think songs are important, then why do they say ba da ba ba ba? Yeah, you get hungry for a hamburger. I drove driving through Pinckneyville yesterday with my brother going to the dollar store. There's a new sign, and it says coming soon. I didn't see. I didn't say coming soon, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I can't coming soon. Oh, 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 O'Reilly, because music just hits you different. Music's important. Music, music will tell you what kind of mood you're in. 
You know what kind of mood the song service leader's in by the song set they pick for Sunday morning church. You can tell, oh, they've been in a deep place of prayer. They're singing about the presence of God. And they're singing. A, and if, if they sing, I, I, I've been in Pentecostal churches where you sing a real fast, upbeat song, and then you slam on the brakes. And, sing, and you're like, this guy don't know where he's going. He's driving in the left lane, don't know, what, don't know when to get over. You know, I've been in those places. But music plays an important part of what we do. It, music will, I said this the other night at the church. I said, you want a job that don't take a lot of brains or a lot of energy and young people, if you're looking for a job and maybe you just don't excel at school and you're trying to think of what can I do, radio DJ is the job for you. All you've got to do is find six or seven songs that you like and play them on loop for eight hours and drive every bank employee crazy because they got some country music station playing and you hear the same eight songs. I'm being, I'm being facetious, but honestly, they were playing a song there today. I said, what is that song? They're like, oh, it's one of the most popular country songs out there today. It was a commercial for Applebee's. It's like, do they not realize the only people to go to Applebee's are apostolic kids after a youth rally? Because number one, nothing else is open. And number two, they have half-price appetizers. And half the young people don't bring enough cash for a full meal. So if the church has to pay for it, at least we can do half-price appetizers to save some money. And I was like, this is, this is what music has come to now. So anybody can be a songwriter. It used to be. And I, and, I, and I joke, and this ain't a joke in matter, but it used to be when the songs that were written in this book, when they were written, they were written in prayer meetings, and they were written in deep moves of God, and they had meaning to them, and they had things that now you put a beat to it, and tr whatever rhymes you put together. Hallelujah. Rhyme that. No, I know. But, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's Tim Hawkins used that one. Yeah. What's it to you? Sock it to you. You know, it's, it's one of those things that, now anybody can be a songwriter, just what rhymes. And I, I've listened to songs that are written. I love some of the new songs. I really do. And, I, and they're so, some of them are so good. But some of them, the only reason they're good is because the beat they put to them and the music they put to them. But when you listen to the lyrics, there's no depth and there's no burden and there's no nothing behind the song but a lot of fill, filler. And everybody loves singing. I love the old songs. I love singing page two. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. I love singing 311. I'll fly away. Oh, glory. I'll fly away. I love 172. Now, he set me free. He set me free. Once like a bird in prison, I dwell. No free. I love those songs. I love 174. Now, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. I love 33, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, the half that's never yet been told. I believe it's page 88. Heaven's Jubilee. Oh, what singing. Oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. 294, everybody will be happy over there. I love the only songs I don't love in this book are the last six pages of the book that says, and it's all the Christmas songs. I'm just not a Christmas music person. Who thought about putting Christmas music in a Pentecostal songbook? I like Christmas, but they need, everybody has sang Jingle Bells. Country music sings Jingle Bells. Rock music sings Jingle Bells. Christian music sings Jingle Bells. You can only sing the song so many ways. 
starting next month, the, the radio station I listen to the make, they'll start Christmas music at the end of October, and they'll play it through the new year. And so for the next eight weeks, I will hear the same six songs, eight hours a day, five days a week, 40 hours a week. But it's music. It gets you going. Music will raise your heart rate. Music will make you cry. Music will make you happy. The song, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. Jesus is the reason why I sing. And I love all those old hymns. But you want to know what my favorite hymn though is? I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you. It's page 229. Where old brother Urshan comes down and finds out that his wife is leaving him with three small children. And he finds out that he's going to have to, in, involved in ministry, full-time ministry, and his wife is leaving him. And he goes into the other room and he sits down at a piano. You want a revolutionary song, listen to the words. Verse 1, when my life is burdened with sorrow and it seems all hope, help is gone, Jesus whispers, do not falter. I will leave thee not alone. Then somehow amidst my trials, how it is I cannot see. Still I hear a voice from heaven gently saying, follow me. Verse 2, sometimes my friends do forsake me and I'm tempted to despair. Then I think of my dear Jesus to lay his head he had nowhere. Oh, it pays to follow Jesus just to learn of him each day. And I guarantee my brother you'll have sunshine all the way. Let me recommend him to you. I have found no friend like him. He is one who will never deceive you, but stay with you to the end. If you would have peace and comfort, let his banner be unfurled. He was lifted up, up on Calvary, and his name shall save the world. There is sunshine in the shadow. There is sunshine in the rain. There is sunshine in our sorrow when our hearts are filled with pain. There is sunshine when you're burdened. There is sunshine when we pray. There is sunshine, heavenly sunshine, blessed sunshine all the way. You want to talk about a revolutionary song. The first verse, he's talking about I'm burdened and I'm troubled and i got issues and all this stuff's going on. But Jesus is saying, just stay faithful and just follow me and I'll walk with you. Verse 2, he starts feeling a little bit better. And he says, you know what? Yeah, people are going to walk away. People are going to fail me. People are going to hurt me. But Jesus didn't have a whole lot of friends. And if Jesus made it, I can make it. And he says, I guarantee, brother, if you just stay in this thing, you're going to have sunshine all the way. And in verse 3, he really says, you know what? This ain't for me. This ain't by myself. There's other people that need to hear it. So he says, let me recommend him to you. I have found no friend like him. He is one that will never leave you but stay with you to the end. You want to talk about a man that had walked with God. His song was out of season. He should have been saying gloom, despair, and agony on me. But he was saying there is sunshine in the shadows. There is sunshine in the rain. There is sunshine when I'm burdened and when my heart is filled with pain. He knew the value of singing out of season. And so he begins to write this song. And this song becomes my favorite hymnal. And yeah, I know, yeah, there's 212, Are You Washed in the Blood? And there's, there's all kind, 94, Amazing Grace, and 187, Victory Ahead. And, and all these songs are meaningful and have value. 
except for maybe the great speckled bird. Nobody knows that song. But these songs are so deep. And he was written in prayer meetings. And then we read in our text, Psalms 100 said, Come before his presence with singing. There's days I don't feel like singing. I've walked through dark times. I've walked through the lonely valley. I've drank from the bitter cup. But that old songwriter said, I've been there, but I stand right square on my feet. I look him straight in the eye and say, my foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. I may be hurting, but I still got a song. I may be down, but I can still sing. I may be weak, but I still got a note in my heart. The old songwriter wrote, in my heart there rings a melody. It may not come out of my mouth all the time, but the song's got to be in my heart. And if the song's in my heart, I can endure the rainy season. I can endure the valleys. I can endure the dark places. I can endure the night times. We love to sing about the mountaintops. We love to sing about the good times in God. But I've walked in the valley. Walking in the valley. And I've seen the places. And I've sat in rooms. And I've prayed prayers. God, do you even hear me? I told my wife yesterday, I said, I'm just about, and I'm being facetious, but I'm just about at the point of stopping praying for faith and, and preaching about faith. I said, because last Wednesday night I, I preached and I said, God is healing my daughter and her platelet counts all the way up to 81 from 27. God's doing a great work. And I was so happy and I was preaching about it. And we went to the doctor on Friday and her platelets were back down to 24. I said, God, I'm trying to give you glory. And you're doing the opposite. I remember being a kid, everything was opposite day, and that's just the way I feel, have felt. And everything's gone on. There's been dark places. But 2 Samuel chapter 6, God showed me this this weekend. The first 11 verses of 2 Samuel chapter 6 is David's failure to bring the Ark of the Covenant back. From the Philistines. He put it on a new cart. He loaded it up. And they began to walk back towards Jerusalem. But the thing is, if we're going to have the move of God in the last days that God wants the apostolic church to have, it's not going to happen with a new cart. It's not going to happen with new toys. It's not going to happen with church remodels. It's not going to happen with new instruments. It's not going to happen with new carts. It's going to happen when men and women of God load that thing up on their shoulders and say, I'm going to walk that in the path that was laid out for me. The elders do the way to go, and I'm going to go the way of my elders. I'm not talking about singing new songs. I'm talking about trying things that are outside the Word of God. 
The Bible says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Bible says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Praise him upon the timbrel and dance. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him on the organ. Praise him on the instruments. Praise him. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. It doesn't say you need all the extras. It just says do what you know to do. Sadly, those that are replacing holiness with fog lights, they're trying to substitute the beauty of man for the holy beauty of holiness. And that's not going to help. You're not going to see a move of God that way. So David fails 11 verses. And they put that ark back in the house of Obadiah. David goes home. Madder than a hornet. At God. God, I was trying to do a good thing. God, I was trying to bring your presence back. God, I wanted your presence in this place. And then they come to him. Hey, Dave, you seen how good Obadiah's got it right now? Obadiah's house is blessed. Obadiah's house is flourishing. Obadiah's doing good things right now. You checked him out, Dave? I'm going to bring the ark back. So he goes and gets all of them. And all of the dancers. And all of the worshipers. And I don't know, the Bible doesn't say you have to do it the way he did it. But he said, you know what, I went so far out of line the first time, we're going to follow this thing to a T. So he says, let's go, boys. They load this thing up. And here's just a side piece. It has nothing to do with my message. But the Ark of the Covenant was, was not very big. But with the gold and the wood it was made out of. Archaeological people and people a lot smarter than me will estimate that that ark weighed somewhere between 800 to 1,200 pounds with the ark and the ornaments. Four men carrying that ark would be hard for a one day's journey. You guys are stronger than me. I'm chubby. You'd have to, you'd have to carry a lot of the load. But at, at 1,200 pounds, that's 300 pounds per person. I might be able to go the first six or seven steps. But I'm tagging in somebody at that point in time. And you guys might be able to go 18, 19 steps. You're going to tire out quickly. But Israel will tell you, their historians will tell you, that when they lifted that ark on their shoulders, the ark carried them. Jewish rabbi, he said, there is no physical way four men could have carried the Ark of the Covenant from that point to where it rested. But it is our belief that when they submitted to the will of God, and they submitted it to doing the way God had intended it to be done, they no longer carried the Ark, but the Ark carried them. Let me just tell you, the old ways are still the good ways. The old paths are still the right paths. The old songs are still good songs. So you got to sing your song in your season. I mean, I like Christmas music, but I really dislike Christmas music in July. 
during the week of Christmas and this Christmas in July that they play on a lot of stations. I really despise it when well, it's a heat index of 105 and they're talking about singing in the snow. David had sang his song, but hadn't gotten there yet. He was not in tune with what God wanted to do. And so David goes and gets the worshipers. And you know the story. They take six steps, and they stop, and they sacrifice, and they give God praise, and they give God glory, and he dances in front of the ark. Every six paces, they danced, and they danced. And they danced. And the moral of the story is not, hey, you got to stop what you're doing every six paces and do it and give God praise. But the moral of the story is it should be such a part of your life that in everything you give thanks. And so David brings the Ark of the Covenant back. And the Ark of God rests in Israel. And he goes home to his loving wife. And she says, I seen the king down in the streets dancing like a madman. I seen the king become an embarrassment to his country because you acted like a fool. And David burns with indignation. And he says, You know what? You didn't hear my song. When I was on the backside of a desert and I had to fight a lion. You didn't hear the song that God gave me when the bear came and attacked. Michael, you weren't there when Goliath defied the armies of the Lord. And you didn't hear the song that was placed in my heart. So you don't understand what it's like for me to be able to get back into the presence of God. I heard a, I heard a preacher say one time, you despise my dance. Because you can't hear my song. Can I preach to you today? And I'm just about done. Can I preach to you today that your song is the only thing going to get you through your season? The days may be dark and the nights may be cold. But if there's a song burning in your heart, you'll never lack for anything. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. I sing because God has given me a song. I stood in the pulpit a week before Dad passed. I'd just gotten home. Pastor was out of town. And the guy preaching said, will you lead service for me? I said, yeah, I'll do it. And I got up to lead prayer that night during church. So I want you to pray for my dad, pray for my mom, pray for my family, all the needs. And I said, I want this church to know that God is a healer. I want this church to know that God is still so good. And we prayed. And when God moved and God touched and needs were prayed for. And then seven days later, I'm in Mount Vernon with mom as dad takes his final breath. 
And in that moment, I know it's a private moment. But in that moment, I heard the song in that room that said, still, I will trust you. Still, I will follow. And I thought, how they sing. And then I come to this church on the day of the funeral. You all didn't know that. Mom may not share it with you. But the first song that was sang at that funeral was Still I Will Trust You. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me at my dad's funeral and said, I got it all under control. Everything's going to be okay. Mom's going to be okay. Your sister's going to be okay. Your brother's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. But that song was so out of sync. song says, all of my life, it's so easy to see, but he's been nothing but good to me. Stand with me today. I didn't come to pull heartstrings. I didn't come to make you cry. But I came to tell you, the days may be dark. And the nights May get cold, but in my heart there rings a melody, heaven's harmony. I believe there's a song that's being birthed in your life right now. That even though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, David in Psalms 23, he said, The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let me just get there. Your hamburger's under a heat lamp anyway. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He does all this. He is good. The Lord's all I need. One translation said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall want for nothing. Verse 3, all the first three verses. He does this for me. He does this for me. He is so good to me. He restoreth my soul. But if you go to the verse 3 verses and you stop there, you never get to the point of what David was trying to say. Because it's in verse 4 that he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David said, I'm going to go through dark places in my life. David said, I'm going to walk in places I don't want to walk. I'm going to experience things I don't want to experience. And I'm going to hear and feel the, the death my life. But David says, yea, though I walk. He didn't say, if I go, when I go, uh, maybe I'll get there. He said, when, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. 
Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. In the first three verses, he's like, he is good. He gives it to me. He knows where I'm at. He knows what I need. But in verse 4, it gets personal because he goes through the valley of the shadow of death. And he says, thou art who I need. Thou art with me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil. Thou hast done everything I needed to do. Verse 6, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He is all I need. But when you hit the valley of the shadow of death, it has to go from a he relationship to a God, you are everything to me. And when he becomes you, then you can say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Kentucky, you say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You go from a he to a you. Confidence rises up to know I don't have to lose my song. You want to know what confounds the enemy? Singing out of season confounds your enemy. Exodus chapter 15, Israel sings because God has saved them from the Red Sea. Believe it's Numbers 21, Israel sings because God's delivered them. Deborah sang because God killed the Canaanite king. David sang because God delivered him from his enemies and from, from Saul. Mary sang when she went and visited Elizabeth and she heard, she felt John and she felt the baby leap in her womb. The angels sang when Jesus was born. And all these songs were beautiful. But they came after the fact God had done something for them. We're all going to sing. The Bible talks about the elders singing when the scroll is opened up on that great triumphant day. We're all going to sing. But you want to know what songs I like? I like the songs of Daniel. That when the king says, don't pray, you can't pray no more. Daniel says, uh, but I trust my God more than I trust my government. So I'm going to go pray. I like that song. I like the song of the three Hebrew boys that say, bow or burn. They say, don't threaten me with God. Because God either going to go see God or he's going to come see me. And either way, that sounds like a good time. Don't threaten me with heaven. They said, I trust my God more than I trust my government. And then Paul and Silas, 
That's a song we like to talk about. Sitting in a jail cell. Rotten. Rotting in a jail cell. Maybe, maybe when Paul, when they said, hey, don't preach no more. He said, you can't tell me not to preach. He gets locked up in jail. He gets out the next day. He starts preaching. The exact same they told him to stop preaching. message for 2021 that ought to be it but in a moment of what should have been gloom despair and agony on me if it weren't for good, bad luck I'd have no luck at all Paul and Silas said you know what no let's pray and let's sing praises choice whether you're going to sing or you're going to whine. It's your choice if you're going to worship or you're going to wallow. It's your choice if God's going to get the glory or God's going to get the blame. I don't blame God for my valley, but I thank God because you know in the valley, there's a lily that, grow, that grows. In the valley, the grass is green. We think all oh, the valley stinks. No, the valley's where growth happens. You can't sustain growth on top of a mountain. There's a reason there ain't a lot of vegetation on top of mountains. Except the Smokies. There's lots of vegetation there. But you don't see a lot of growth on a snow-capped mountain. But you go down that valley, it's luscious, it's beautiful, lily of the valley. And beautiful things grow in places that are considered low spots in our Christian walks. So it's your choice today. Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to sing. We're going to worship. We're going to worship pray. It's not our last resort. It's our only resort. Because I can come talk to you about my problems. We've talked about problems. We've talked about things. And we were on the phone about 45 minutes there and I was just talking about things. And I don't think we really solved anything. I just bid it to you. You bid it to me. and we Nothing about anything. I don't know anything. You all have. There are, you heard it. They all go to other churches. But we just talked. So it was just me just fight, griping to you. We didn't really solve anything. Made me feel better. Got it off my chest. But you know, when I go to him, he has the ability to do some things. You have the ability to make me feel better. He's got the ability to make it better. And so my message to you is simply this this morning. You can sing or you can cry, but you might as well sing. I have a song the angels cannot sing. And that's because I've been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I have had an experience that they cannot have. 
And if you're here this morning and you think, well, I'm just going through this and I don't know why I'm going through this. And I don't know what, what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you, you may never have the answers you hope to have. You may never know why. I don't know why. I also don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he chose to come and die for me. I don't know why he called me to preach the gospel. I don't know all that. I don't have all my I know he's put a song in my heart. And the days may be dark, but it's in those dark days the song gets louder. I wonder if you lift your hands to heaven right now. And let's just begin to talk to the Lord this morning. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.